0: Sweet, we're live and the Jazz won, which is like double sweet. Um I don't know, that was a that was a good game, like I feel like for a little bit in the middle it got boring just from a basketball excitement standpoint. But the Jazz pulled it out. Good news there. Um and really like I don't know what was going on in, in the second half, like especially when the Jazz were let that uh let the Grizzlies go on that run. Uh, they gave up a ton of offensive rebounds and that's what like just to look at the team stats here uh where is that there it is the jazz had seven offensive rebounds which i think like three or four of those were in the first quarter um and then the grizzlies had 16 offensive rebounds that is what like because there's some place where the grizzlies had three or four chances to score um and the Jazz defense was good enough that they stopped on some of those times. They stopped all three four of them, which is awesome. But still, that's a lot of extra opportunities, extra shots that the Grizzlies had. And with those offensive rebounds and a couple extra turnovers that the Jazz gave up, the Grizzlies had 19 more field goal attempts than the Jazz, um, which is insane. Normally, if you see a teammate like, take almost 20 more shots than the other team, that's a pretty good indicator that the team who took that many more shots is going to win in this case the jazz were just hitting their shots whenever they did get a shot up and they were taking a lot more threes and they made 10 more free throws and they were getting to the line a lot more as well so um the efficiency of the jazz in tonight's game is really what pulled it out for them even with some sloppy rebounding and um yeah just giving up too many extra possessions to the grizzlies The Jazz won, though. They played awesome. Mitchell was huge for them. It's not like he had a monster game, but when he was in, the Jazz were doing good. When he was out, the Jazz were struggling, is what I noticed. He did not have the best plus-minus. I believe Conley had the best plus-minus for the Jazz, which Conley also had a monster game. But if we can see that kind of play from Conley and Mitchell and Gobert night out, then we're going to have a, and like with how deep the Jazz are, like we can expect at least one other player in either the starting lineup or off their bench to come in and, and bring a little spark. It's going to be tough to beat this team if that's the kind of play that we're getting out of our three main players every game. So that's kind of my qu- uh, quick rundown of what I saw in the game. I will do, like, like I I like to run through the stats. Because um, I'm a little bit of a stat nerd So I'll, I'll run through the, the team sets really quick uh, Just kind of point out I, I ran through a couple of them For you guys So I'll, I'll finish that up Go over to the box score And then I'll hop into the, the comments really quick And however many comments there are uh, I'll go until then Or until I fall asleep So if If, if you want to keep this long Keep commenting If you're tired and want to end it don't comment or, or or feel free free to head out whenever it gets to that point. But with the stats, uh, I was talk I I talked about the the rebounds, which was the- and the extra shots that the Grizzlies took, which were like big differences. And if the Grizz and like if the Jazz defense wasn't as good as it was, or if some of the Grizzlies players were a little bit more on tonight, this could have been a different game. But Let's also look at the Jazz efficiency. The Jazz shot 40 for 81, so they were really darn close to 50% from the field. 19 for 43 from the three, so as a team they were 44% from the three, which that's like that's like if you're a player and shoot that, obviously like this is just one game, but if you shoot that as a player for the season, you're one of the best players in the NBA at three-point shooting if not the best, any given season. Free throws, they took 27, hit 22. So above 80%, that's where you want to see your team. Above 80% from the free throw line as a team is perfect. Else, they kind of got beat up a little bit, except for blocks, obviously. I believe Gobert had four. Uh, The team had seven. Um, But the Jazz really didn't win out in any category except for efficiency. And Which is good news because the Jazz haven't been, especially uh, during that stretch of games where Mitchell and Conley were injured, the Jazz weren't a terribly efficient team. So it's good that now everyone's healthy, we're seeing that efficiency come back. Um, Hopping over to the box score, Mitchell did lead all scorers tonight with 29 points, and he did that in 30 minutes. So... I believe he still is on some sort of a minutes restriction, but obviously it's not that strict if they let him play 30 minutes. I, I don't think they were planning on having him play that many. Um, it's just when the Grizzlies came back, they thought it was worth the risk to get him out there in order to secure that win. Um, but 29 points in 30 minutes, that's about as efficient as you want from him. He was only 2 for 10. For, so, like, As far as shooting goes, though, it's not like he was terribly efficient. He was 2 for 10 from 3, 9 for 23 from the field. He did do great again. Getting- he got 9 of his points at the line. Um, but let's give a shout out to. And my ESPN's freaking out a little bit. But let's give a shout out to Conley because he killed it. He had 27 points. I mentioned before he had the highest plus minus on the Jazz with a plus 16. He had 8 assists, 6 rebounds, but if you look at his shooting efficiency, 8 for 16 from the field, and of those 8 shots, 7 of them were 3s. He was 7 for 10 from the 3-point line. I don't know, I've not seen Conley play, or really shoot that much, that many 3s in a long time. Um, I don't know if he, he has, like, he he's t- he shoots 3s, but he's not a a 10-plus 3-point shooter kind of guy. He he was feeling it tonight though, and I'm glad he kept taking them because they were dropping. Everyone else on the team except for Mitchell, um, was pretty good from three. Joe Ingles was off. Clarkson was like fine I guess. Um but everyone else we were looking good. Uh, obviously we shot a little over forty four percent as a team, so and and also Gobert this is this seems like a normal game for him. But he was huge. Uh, Every time he was in, it gave us, especially on the defensive end, it gave us a much better chance. Even though he was giving up a lot of offensive rebounds, um, he did a lot for this team. He pulled in 14 rebounds, which was huge because we didn't have a good rebounding night in this game. He had 15 points. He only missed one shot. And he had those four blocks, which some of those were clutch blocks. Uh, He had one right there at the end, which... Jazz were probably going to win anyway, but uh, the block kind of helped secure it. And shout out to, on the Grizzlies, John Morant and Dylan Brooks. They're really what's making this, both of them are what's making this a series and and making me wonder if if my prediction of Jazz in five is going to actually end up happening because they've been playing excellent. Um, the good news for the Jazz is the Grizzlies got in foul trouble again. And I'm hoping we can rely on that throughout the series uh, because the Gri- the Grizzlies are going to have to be playing aggressive to to keep up and, and like keep into the games. And Dylan Brooks is a very aggressive player. He's going to pick up a lot of fouls. So if we can get him fouled out most games, that will be huge. Like he fouled out tonight. We almost got Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out as well. Um, and this game... I don't know what what do you guys think about the refs this game? I know last game in game two, I definitely had some complaints about the refs. I know you guys had complaints about the refs. So I, in this game, I I felt like they were calling a lot of dinky calls, which I didn't like. But th- I felt like they were pretty consistent. And there weren't any like there weren't any calls where I thought was outrageous with how they were calling the game. I wish um, I wish they didn't call as many of those like really soft calls. But a lot of them went towards the Jazz, and the Jazz learned how to use that to their advantage. So it worked out for the Jazz. I just don't like it when refs call like that. I don't know. Like, did you, did you, do you guys have any thoughts on the refs? I felt like they refed a fair game, as far as being pretty equal and and being pretty consistent with their calls. Um, with that being said, the, those are my main thoughts on the game. Those that's what I saw. That's what the stats told me as well so um I don't know I'm really excited that the Jazz took this win I think that the Jazz will be able to pull off the second one it won't be an easy game I don't think there's going to be any easy games in these playoffs but I think the Jazz are just and I'm they're a different tier than this Grizzlies team even though this Grizzlies team knows how to fight and and stay in games and be scrappy um it's yeah it. They're not even the same level of team, so that that's why I think the Jazz will pull it off, especially with with Mitchell in the game. But with that being said, I will hop into the chat, and yeah, we'll we'll go from there until I decide to give up or until you guys have run out of things to talk about. Um. So. So blue diamond gem. Uh, One of the first comments on here that wasn't like celebratory says the Jazz need to play better, Um, and and sorry says that we need to like be more consistent. Um, What I'm noticing and and I don't know this I test because I feel like the stats don't back this up as much, but when Mitchell and Gobert are off the floor, the Jazz aren't consistent, and and that's when the Grizzlies start having runs and catching up and taking leads um and so i think everyone else on the jazz needs to step up a little bit more uh and and if and i know they can like ingles was 1 for 4 from 3 he he was 23 minutes played and he didn't really do anything he had one assist and three points and two turnovers um it's not like he was playing. He just wasn't doing anything. So I know Ingles can perform better than that. Um, he had some great shots. But at the same time, he missed a lot of shots that he normally should have made. So we need to see that. Um, the favors, I think we got out, um, we got what we wanted out of favors. Niang was another player where, like, he's one of those players where we don't expect to see much out of him. But, like, I would like to see a little bit more than... Three points and no other stat. Um, I think he played good defense, but uh, I would like to see him make a bigger impact. And O'Neal played excellent in the first quarter, um, and then he was quiet the rest of the night. He hit four threes early in the game. He didn't score after that, and he pulled in a few rebounds, but it's not like he was making a huge impact on the game. So it's really like Conley, Mitchell, Gobert. Were the players that when they were in together, the Grizzlies really didn't stand a chance. And as as we progress in the playoffs, because I fully expect us to win this first series, it's going to be, we're going to need more help from some of those players that I just named. Um, And I said at the very beginning that as long as we get consistent play from those, from Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, we can typically expect one other player on the team to really stand out um and, and play better than we expect them to but i don't think anyone really got really stood out tonight and that's why it was a little tight a little too close for, to comfort there for comfort there at the end um and then swinging the pendulum the other way we we're just talking about how the jazz need to improve um goku san says that the jazz will the chip a monster team and and it's really interesting because I do feel like there were bipolar, like this game was a little bit bipolar. I do think overall there's there's more positives than negatives. Obviously, that rebound thing is something the Jazz need to figure out. That's going to be a huge um, hindrance to them, especially if they if that continues into the playoffs. But you did see how they could fight. You did see the Jazz come up big. That when it came down to that pressure and it was late in the game, they were down by two. The Jazz came in very cool and and just went on a run and, and figured that out. Obviously, they're a much better team than the Grizzlies, but that's kind of what you expect out of a, a top seed who has a chance to go win, win a championship. So I, I, I saw good things both ways. The good news is I think the bad things that I saw aren't going to take months and months to iron out. I think those are things that they can make small adjustments and they can implement them easy um the the good things those are the things that take a lot of time to figure out and the things that a lot of other teams don't have so i am hopeful with the jazz i think they'll go far um but they if they play like this every night for the rest of the playoffs they're not going to make it to the championship is is really what it comes down to um uh and and sorry to bring up mark eaton which that's sad Uh, If you haven't heard, uh, I don't know all the details. but And if you don't know, Mark Eaton was a center for the Jazz um, back in the 90s. He he really anchored their defense, kind of like a Rudy Gobert character today. Um, Didn't score much, but was an awesome defending center. And he was in a bike accident, and um, he did not make it out of it, so that's sad for has that's sad for mark eaton his family so that was sad news but it now's a good time like if you don't know who mark eaton is or or haven't had much time to watch him or know about him like go look into him because he was a big part of jazz history um cool 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 N- nix says, quiet that crowd down lol the I'm. I liked that crowd. Like, obviously, it was nothing like Vivint, um, but I feel like that's part of the playoff energy. And, and for me as a fan, it's kind of fun seeing the team that I'm rooting for uh, play in adversity like that with with loud fans. And even though it's a much smaller crowd than what what Vivint has, those fans really got into it, and and they made their impact especially down in the fourth in the fourth quarter so especially as the playoffs go on and crowds get bigger and bigger we're going to have to see the jazz play play with some much bigger crowds but and and with that like naturally it's going to be quieter it got loud there for a second but when the jazz took that lead it it was pretty much silent in the arena which was kind of cool to see as your team takes the victory and the, and the opposing crowd just isn't into it anymore. Um, uh, Oh, and sorry. So th- this is kind of stepping away from the jazz, but sorry says I was surprised to see the heat get sweeped. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought the bucks were going to win it. I-, I knew the heat had a chance of the upset because the heat are a good team. Um, and I think I predicted that series to go to six or maybe even seven. I thought it was going to be a tight series. I watched the first game of the Bucks heat and the Bucks played awful and they just got bailed out by a good shot by Chris Middleton right at the end. Giannis was, he couldn't buy a bucket. Um, I don't know. Giannis played awful in that first game. So I saw that and I was like, and, and my bet is that the Bucks have the best chance of beating the Nets in the East. And so I was rooting for the Bucks, But after watching that game one, I thought that even though the Bucks won, I thought the Heat were going to come in and take the series. But the Bucks have killed it since then. So taking this momentum, I'm hoping they can come and if they can't beat the Nets, I'm hoping they, they can beat them up and, and make it a tough series for them. Um, So DW says, I agree, pretty fairly called game. I don't like the soft three-point foul stuff. Yeah, that that's what was bugging me too. I, I agree with you that I think it was a pretty fairly called game. I don't think it was tilted. I feel like the Jazz got more benefit out of it just because of they, they were able to figure it out and their play style was able to take advantage of those soft calls. But I hate the, like, and this one helped the Jazz out, but um, Dylan Brooks was guarding Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell gets screened by Gobert. Dylan Brooks goes over the screen, but Donovan Mitchell shoots like immediately as he steps around the screen. Which, when you do that, you're pretty much trying to draw a foul, uh, which is fine. Like that's not an issue. Getting to the free throw line is a huge part of winning basketball games. Dylan Brooks is an excellent defender, and in this, like, he was able to stop and he made very might like he like brushed Donovan Mitchell on the shot. He definitely like didn't give much space i feel like that kind of like i feel like that's okay i wouldn't want that kind of stuff to be called i think it's like i don't think it really messed up donovan Mitchell's shot more than a good contest would so i didn't like that call the jazz got the call and made free throws and helped us in the end so i'll take it but i wish that kind of stuff like those kind of dinky little fouls weren't called um. So Nick Reader says, "Would you rather play the Clippers or the Mavericks in the second round?" Um. I don't know. Um, probably the Mavericks, but I I kind of want to see the whole. And obviously, by the time the whole series is played out, I wouldn't. It wouldn't really matter what I preferred, because uh, whoever wins that series is going to play the Jazz. But, um, the Clippers they weren't playing good games one and two they weren't playing good the first quarter or two of game three but then they pulled it together in game three Um, so a Clippers team that has it pulled together I think is one of the scariest matchups for the Jazz because the Clippers are one of the only other teams in the NBA who are as deep as the Jazz are Um, and so if the Clippers can pull everything together. That's a very scary team and it will kind of negate a lot of the Jazz um a lot of their strong points. Especially with how many good perimeter defenders the Clippers have. So I'll say the I'd rather play the Mavs because the Mavs strong defense. Like their defense is is fine. It's not like it's going to be easy to score on them every single possession. Obviously they have Luca who He's terrifying, Um, and in the playoffs, they have a lot of players like Tim Hardaway Jr. who have been stepping up, but I don't anticipate the Mavs to have their full roster step playing like they are against the Clippers for the entire playoffs. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good player. He's not the kind of player who you can expect 20 points a game throughout an entire playoff run from so I would anticipate if we played the Mavericks it would be a much easier series it'd be easier for the Jazz to run their offense without much of a headache or a hassle and on defense you'd you'd have to give up 40 point games to Luka but um you're going to bank that bank on that Gobert will at least mess up some of those shots and that not everyone else will be playing well um and obviously, Porzingis has not done anything. Or, uh, that's a little bit of a stretch, but he's he's not been what you'd expect out of a max contract player, and I don't anticipate him to do more of that in the second round, uh, like like pick that up. So that's my very long explanation to I think the Mavs are a better fit, or better a better matchup for the Jazz. Um, Nick said, did I go to game two? I did not. Uh, nate who is my partner on the channel he did go to game two um so i'm i'm pretty sure game four like he he's traveling right now so he might not be back in time for everything for game four but i plan so i'm guessing he'll talk about some insights that he has from game two in that in that post game stream afterwards um Sources: says, the Knicks have good fans, but they are mean. You know, honestly, right now, I feel like all the fans are mean. It's playoffs, emotions are high, and for a lot of fans, this is like their first time being back in the stadium for a long time. So that's why we're seeing a lot of, like, fans getting banned and fans doing stupid stuff um, all around the league. We saw that with the uh, few Jazz fans got banned. Um there was some heat with some Celtics fans, the Philly fans like dumped popcorn on Westbrook. So, I think I think we're going to see that we might have especially in the championship, especially if it's like Philadelphia and Utah if stadiums are like full capacity again by that point, that might be one of the most intense stadium environments in a long long time just because of the history of of how long it's been before we had a full stadium and then the emotions of the Sixers haven't been in in the championship for a very long time the Jazz haven't been in the championship for a very long time so I think that like from storyline and from like what could come out of that series that would be the one of the most exciting series we could see out of these playoffs in the finals um sweet well I'll I'll rant for a couple more minutes in case you guys have have more things to talk about, more questions, more um. What's the word? Like topics to that you want to talk about? Or bring up just jazz or NBA in general, because looks like the the chat is kind of run down to nothing. But I don't know, like watching this game. If you if you just kind of joined there there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives to take away from this game for the jazz and i think that the positives kind of outweigh the negatives this game made me a little more confident in the jazz and this might just be because we won and and you're a little bit like drunk on victory after a win so you don't always see things super clearly but from this i think i'm i'm more confident in the jazz I, my prediction from the beginning with with the and when I made this prediction I was assuming Mitchell was going to play game one but my prediction for the beginning was five games um after game one, after the first two games I, I decided to stick with that prediction not alter it uh, because I, I still think that even though these are going to be tough games, gritty games and the Jazz will have to fight for every victory I still think the Jazz will have what it takes to win out and after watching this game even with all the slip-ups that we had, rebounding and uh, and turnovers and crap, I'm still confident that this team is is just a step above the Grizzlies and, and will be able to pull out every other win, assuming there aren't any major injuries. Um, with that, okay. Sorry, sorry, had a comment. Um, he so, so are you saying that you think Ilyasova like should be played more in the playoffs? Um. I think he could be good. I my like I like Ilyasova. I like what he brings to a team. I don't like him having a ton of minutes. Um, so, and, and the tough thing is, there's so many other players that you could play that because uh, I feel like Ilyasova could come in and hit a couple threes, but I feel like he's going to be a little bit of a defensive liability. He's not going to help us on rebounding a ton. I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll be better than like if you put an oni in there, obviously. But um, and and just from what we saw from him in the season, I don't think he really like. I don't think he did enough to really fit into the system. So I'm not expecting to see Ilyasova much, if at all, this these playoffs. Um, if the Jazz have a blowout victory in the fourth quarter, I, I think that's when we'll see him. I think his skill set, he he can bring a lot to the table, but just because he's coming to the Jazz after he hasn't played for, I don't know, like a season and a half, and then he didn't really play enough with the Jazz to really get into the system, that I don't want to experiment too much with him with playoff lineups at this point. If we saw a lot more from him from the season, then I would love to see that, but I just don't think he's, he's playoff basketball ready from what I've seen. Um, but I do agree with you. Like, like if he had more time with the Jazz and he fit into everything, I think there would be a lot that he could bring to the table. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'll actually close this off now, The stream. But if you have more comments, leave them in the comment section. I'll get to them great win for the jazz i'm excited for game four um and like b- before we played the grizzlies i said this was going to be the best case scenario i don't think i knew as much about the grizzlies then as i do now obviously watching them play these three games I've learned a lot more about their roster and i think they've really um like overachieved and like performed better than what even the Grizzlies fans would expect with some of their players. So I'm excited to see this. I think the Grizzlies are going to provide good basketball, even if the Jazz do win out, like they're going to be entertaining basketball games and they're going to challenge the Jazz. So I'm excited to watch the rest of the series. My prediction is Jazz in five. When I end the stream, leave your prediction. Do you think the Jazz will, will win out or, or what do you think is going to happen there? But thanks for joining me tonight, guys. It's been fun. And If you're a Jazz fan, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell because that way you can hop on these streams right as we um, launch them, right as we go live uh, because we have a stream after every single Jazz game. I I think I missed one because I just flew back from Florida and then I fell asleep. So other than that, we hit every other Jazz game this season. So make sure to subscribe if you're a Jazz fan. Thanks again, guys.